are we uh, ready to go then? I believe so. Do we have an intro? Are we like? Uh, I'm going like... to try something. I don't know if I'm going to get it right because I literally just thought of it. But I've got, I've got one thing, so okay, we'll, we'll take a couple runs at it. All right, uh, all right. I'll go. I'll go first. So. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages. Uh, welcome to How to Make a Literal Cat in Your Favorite RPG. If you came here to learn how to create characters in RPGs, you're in the wrong place, because we're breaking rules to make cats. Hey, cats are characters too, okay? <laughs> okay. So do we like that one, then, I guess? That one's pretty good. Uh, mine was just a dumb pun. Oh, okay. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <clears throat> Howdy, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. How we all feline today? Uh, we're here to make cats, and that's about it. Break some rules. <laughs> okay, that was also good, though. <laughs> you know, maybe we maybe we can do a thing where we like switch it up, just different, right, right, different cat pun. <laughs> How are you feeling today, though? That's good. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna lie, I stole that from Miraculous. From what? Miraculous Ladybug. I've been watching it. Actually, not bad for the minimal plot that it has. That sounds familiar, but I don't know why. You've probably seen it around at a con. Oh. That's where I found out about it, and I was like, I'll check that out. Okay, then. Uh, Anyways, we're already sidetracked. Not even five minutes in. <laughs> it happens. It happens, right? Uh, anyway, so yeah, we are sidetracked. Uh, no, that's not the name of the show. This is How to Make a Literal Cat in Your Favorite RPG. We talked about that earlier. Um, and today, we are going to make a literal cat in Power Outage. Power Outage, to put it fairly simply, is a uh, a tabletop role-playing game about superheroes exploring a, uh, a land that just popped up out of the ocean between Alaska and uh, Russia, I guess. And, uh, like, this is all the, the plot that the book gives us. So all this stuff is happening on the land of Outage, as they call it. And uh, Outage is giving people magic powers. Also, because of stuff found on Outage, technology is giving people superpowers as well. Uh, you can kind of just make up whatever superhero origin you want. Now, here's the thing: we have some some ground rules to cover when we're making when we're making our uh, cat characters. Uh, I thought we didn't like rules here. Yeah, we're well, we're going to break the game's rules, but we have some rules that we need to follow. First off, and most importantly, we accept no cop outs. We are making a cat. This is the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. We're not making Khajiits or any other anthropomorphic race. We're not making a person turned into a cat. No lions, tigers, or anything else you could imagine to avoid the fact that this is a cat. Okay, so we got that. We got that under uh, under control. Yep, under understandable. Pretty easy. Just a cat. Yep. Uh, can't be that hard. Right. Right. Uh, rule number two: Homebrew isn't real. If rules do not explicitly allow something to happen, it will count as a rule being broken. If we come across a situation where it's rules versus written versus rules as intended, then we go with whichever one says no, that that's breaking the rules. Okay. 
if the game includes stats for a literal, literal cat, then we have to use those on the character sheet if possible. So are we talking like D&D has like a cat feature for druids, like we'd have to use their stat block? Exactly. We would have, like if we were to do another D&D episode, uh, like, I don't know, redo the one that I did with Zach back a, a couple years ago, then yeah, we would have to make the cat based off the cat stat block in the general handbook or one of the monster handbooks, although I think they're the exact same. I believe so. But all right, got it. All right, and then the cat is able to learn any skill available to its class. For instance, in a game with magic or other supernatural phenomenon, if the cat's class would allow it to use magic, then it can use magic. If it has an ability that would justifiably allow it to speak human, then it can speak. But only if something in the class makes it possible. Uh, My favorite language, human. (laughs) Exactly. Right, but yeah. if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. For instance, a cat does not have opposable thumbs. Therefore, it would probably have a hard time using a gun. However, it could fit a tiny sword in its mouth. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like no power tools, no um, ropes. Well, cat could use a rope in its mouth, maybe. Cat could probably use a rope. If needed, yes, the claws. If it's like climbing the rope, it could it could uh, arguably have a use for for rope. Okay, okay. And also, if you if you're playing a game like this and you really want to just play as a cat with a gun, I think that the rules, like again for this game specifically, are gonna be loose enough that you could make that happen. I don't know, like a a blade wolf situation or something. Gotcha, gotcha. If the rules aren't loose enough. We will make them loose enough. <laughs> no, no. Again, if the if there's nothing in the class that allows it, then if the cat just can't justifiably be said to use it, they can't use it. But again, I think for this one, you could arguably say that an evil scientist made a cat gun that cats can use, or something. Would this be an evil scientist? Actually, now that I say that, uh, it depends on what kind of cat they're giving it to. Good point. Uh, Calicos and tabbies? Eh, probably not. But if you're giving that thing to a to a naked cat, <laughs> I I think that's probably evil. Who am I to say what the moral constructs are of cats and kittens throughout the multiverse? Exactly. We're not here to judge morality. Just make character sheets. Um. So anyway, let's see. I should have a bookmark here. I've got a physical copy of this book. Here's my bookmark. Okay. Uh, the book is massive, so the mark gets lost. Anyway, if you would go to page 17, we'll get the first bit of information we need about creating characters. All right, page 17. And we don't actually have to do this part until we've decided more information about what kind of cat we want to make into a hero. All right. Okay. But anyway, so um, first off, this just kind of tells us how to calculate your base stats as a level one character. So every hero begins at level one, uh, unless joining the session later. To start your character off, you add and split three points of the first three attributes, which is impact, power, and omer. Uh, impact, as as I understand it, is abilities that are not directly related to your character's superpowers. Powers are abilities directly related to your character's superpower. 
and Omer is your defense stat. So you roll the Omer stat in order to block an attack or any other kind of influence coming at you from impact or power. Gotcha. Yield points is your hit points, basically the amount of times you can be hit before you have to yield. And travel is your movement speed. Okay. So yield points, do you have a die handy, by the way? I should have asked this earlier. Joel, I've been DMing for about six years now. Of course I have dice hand handy at all times. Okay, good, good, perfect. Because you're going to need a D6 and a D4 in Got order to right roll here. your character sheet. Easily redonkulous dice up. All right. All right. What are we we rolling first? Well, I guess that depends. Do you want to decide what kind of cat hero we're making first, or do you want to roll the stats and then decide based on that? That is a tough question. As somebody who knows nothing about this game, I'm going to go with let's let's roll stats first and then kind of see where we can fall. Because I don't, I don't think it matters much what kind of hero our cat is, just that our cat is a hero and obviously the best one. Okay, that's fair. All right, so Impact, Power, and Omer all have a two by default, and you have three points that you can split between them or dump them all into one. It's up, up to you. Now, here is my recommendation. At level one, you start with only two powers and... Also, since we are trying to make this as close to a literal cat as possible, even if that means breaking the game's rules, then I would recommend uh, that you put most of your points into impact, because cats just on their own are not all that defensive. I mean, they have defensive, but like they're squishy, tiny little creatures. True, true, true. Um, I can pick up my cat and squish him into a little ball and he would not care. But if he is on the prowl, I I think he could honestly kill me. And I don't want him to hear me say that. (laughs) Understandable. Um, But anyway, so impact is supposed to be your human abilities. We're going to just substitute anywhere it says human with cat. There is technically no rule against you playing as a cat. I should say that right now. All right. Um, however, there is a rule against not being superpowered, and I feel like to be as literal of a cat as possible, we will probably have to break that rule. Yeah, because we just we just want a cat. Like exactly. he don't have he don't have to have magic. He's just there. Exactly. Exactly. So with that in mind, you have three points to split between impact, power, and Omer. How would you like to use them? Let's see. I think we should put at least two into impact because, like you said, we're going to need a high impact because that's just kind of how cats are. Mm-hmm. Which What does Omer do again? Omer is defensive. So if you want to say your cat is particularly agile, you could argue that they can dodge incoming danger or something. Then, put... yeah, I would I would say let's put a point into Omer because, I mean, cat, cats are, are very dexterous. I mean, I've I've seen a cat scale a, f- a flat wall, which mm-hmm. I've I've seen many cats scale flat walls, whereas I have only seen a handful of humans do that, and they have to train for years to even figure that one out. Really, a, an unfair advantage on the cat's part. True. Do you have your form fillable character sheet that you're 
following along with this four. I sure do. So that would be four into impact, two the standard on power. Yep. And three into Omar. Omar? Omar. Omar, I think. Not Omar. That's a, <laughs> a that's guy. a video game character. That's just a guy. <laughs> yep. Uh now for yield points, you will roll your D six that I had to get out earlier and then add ten to the result. All right. D six. We got a six. Thanks. Uh, your cat has 16 yield points. Very, very sturdy cat, yeah. And then travel is 4 plus the result of a D4. Okay. D4 is 3, so 7. Almost max stats here, right off the bat. Yeah. I would argue so, also that cats are pretty fast. I, I'm not going to argue the uh, the results of the roll. This is... Clearly a very dexterous and uh, agile cat. Absolutely. You can avoid danger coming at it. So, the next thing that we need to do is decide upon powers. And at this point, we need to start thinking about what kind of cat we are using and how we can fudge the power tables to arguably have things that are not all that super that still satisfy the uh, the requirements. So that starts on page 39 the tables are on page 44 okay 39 what makes a hero uh you said the tables are on which page 44 44 okay oh wow and we 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 need the uh level one combat power list which is top of page 44 the level one utility power list at the top of page 46 and the level one supportive power list at the bottom of page 47, and I guess top of page 48. Gotcha. Um, so, what what are we saying our cat can do? Is it a combative cat? Is it, uh, I, as far as I can tell from the rules, you can mix and match these as you, as you wish. We just need to decide, is this cat supportive, combative, or does it uh, have utility-based powers? Um, I would say... Mm. I'm trying to think of all the cats that I know. <laughs> oh, I I think cats are usually pretty supportive. Depending, oh, well, I mean, I guess it really depends on the cat. I think we can do this one supportive though, because he seems like the kind of guy that would be there to help out. He can help out for as long as possible with his yield points, and he can get to people fast uh, with his amount of travel. So, you know, he needs to run across the battlefield you know, help his teammate out or, you know, sees a, sees a fish that needs catching. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that in mind, what do you say we make his first ability a supportive power? Sounds good to me. All right. So support, our options are uh, support A, which is a free action, revive, restore two points of yield points to a friend only if they are at zero yield points. Can be used once per ally per battle. I do not think a cat would reasonably have that power. Support B, transport yourself or a friend up to 10 spaces from their location. Honestly, cat's not the best mode of transportation. Um, Doesn't seem like it, no. Support C, roll a d20 if you get 10 or higher. An ally can re-roll the die on any power that requires a roll. The ally can use the higher of the two rolls. This one is a possibility, you know... A uh, cat comes up to you, brushes your leg a little bit. You know, you see them as a friend. Extra motivation, exactly. Yeah. 
So yes, support C, I think, is a possibility. Support D, do 1d3 damage to self or friend in order to gain a 1d6 yield point. Oh, that's another healing thing. Yeah. Mm. Advanced regeneration is support E. Um, don't think that's that's also another heal. Seems like it, yeah. Um, support F is create an illusion undetectable to enemies up to three spaces from the illusion. I don't know how a cat would do that. See, this is good because sometimes my cat will start meowing uh, randomly in my house. And it will take me, even following the meowing, it'll take me forever to find him. Um, oh, so, so this this could be a possibility, but we'd have to lean heavily on the like on an if statement of or, if they don't already know where the cat is. Yes, if they don't already know where the cat is, this could be used. Okay, okay. So that's that's a, that's we're shaky on that one, but it, it's it's up in the air. Support G and H are both like uh, boost attack power. Basically, it looks like. Boost friendly attack by one for three round, or boost friendly damage by two for free, three rounds. Now I've got to say I've skimmed through this to refamiliarize myself with it a couple hours ago, and I do not remember there being any like roll to attack versus like at damage. It just kind of seemed like those were one thing. So I do not know at this point how to tell you the difference between G or H, but they are kind of the same thing as uh, C in terms of like if you see a cat you are now motivated <laughs> same thing for the boost friendly impact attacks by two for five rounds yeah reduce damage I don't think a cat would take a hit for you no I, I know my cat pretty well I guarantee you he would he would watch me die <laughs> that, that was my impression of cat as well um, create a one by two space barrier anywhere within ten spaces from you. It remains stationary. Can cats do force fields? No, not that I have witnessed in in real life. I do like the last one. Support L. Make one space a safe zone. Can be maintained per round at the cost of movement and power use. You know, it's typically you see a cat. You know, say you're out walking on a trail and you mm -hmm. see a cat. And, you know, it comes up to you and it starts meowing and it'll sit there and you walk up to it and it lets you pet it. You know, that can feel like a safe zone. I don't know if this also has to do with force fields or anything, but, you know, I would feel safe next to a a happy cat, you know? That's fair. I also had the thought of, like, cats like knocking things over, right? Mm -hmm. So, if a cat knocks something over and it created a barrier, then that would also potentially make the zones uh, safe. Because we're True. talking about a one square space on a grid, basically. Gotcha. So, like, cat knocks over a, a desk or something, and you're more easily able to hide behind it. Exactly. Okay. So, let's see. The ones that we are thinking of are... C, um, yeah. F, G, H, I, and L. I think uh, I think maybe for level one, having a incredibly conditional power of the cat needs something to knock over to activate this, or the cat 
uh, cannot have been seen by enemies already in order to activate this are maybe a little too limiting for a level one character. True. You're not going to get a lot of use out of those, you know, early on, unless your game master is particularly supportive. Mm -hmm. You can always hope for that. You can always hope for that kind of accommodation, but uh, sometimes game masters forget things. True. Sometimes players forget things. Can't tell you how many times I have described a scene to my players in a boss fight or something, and they're like, hey, is there any cover in here? And I'm like, man, let me let me write <laughs> some up real quick. Weave some into this ima- collective imagination. So anyway, uh, I think we have described the action of people see a, see a cat and feel encouraged multiple times. So we just need to describe exactly what that does. Does it make you more powerful? Does it make you want to try again? I feel like those are the two things that we uh, we have to work on here. I think I think it makes you want to try again. And here's my reasoning. You know, you're you're mid battle. You look over and you see your cat friend with the big old super dilated eyes. You know, big old bug eyes. You mm-hmm. look down at that little cute face and you're like, you know what? This one's for you. And you give a, you know, you give that second one your all. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So that would be support C. All right. Are we uh, adding that one to the, uh, the power list? I think, I think so. Um, so I, I think you would describe that as like support C and then give the name of the power as like encouragement or something. All right. So now we need to decide upon our secondary power. Is this going to be combat, utility, or we could do another support, technically? True, 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 true. Let's see. If, you, if you're if you a level one character, I feel like a cat gets kind of skittish out on the battlefield. And, you Maybe, know, typ- yeah. typically when cats are threatened, you know, they'll their fight or flight is usually fight, um, I would like to think. So we can look, let's skim through combat. If you want to skim through combat and see if anything sticks out, and I'll skim through utility. Okay. See if anything sticks out to me. Change your voice, including mimicry. There's only one instance I could think of with how cats chirp instead of meowing when they're hunting, you know, bugs or birds. So maybe. Interesting. Setting a trap. Mm. I've got uh, I've got a uh, a potential here. Combat F. Do you know the Pokemon move Baby Doll Eyes? Yes. Well, Combat F lets you stop an enemy attack for one round from up to five spaces away. That one's very good because either you see a cat and go, "Oh, I don't want to hurt you," or you see a cat and you're distracted, which could make you stop attacking. Exactly. Because you're like, "What the hell's a cat doing here?" I think I think that one's really good. All right, you want to do that one then? I, I think so because I couldn't find anything in utility that wasn't like magical, other than the communicate with other creatures regardless of language boundaries, which cats can't usually do. But sometimes I feel connected to my cat on a spiritual level where he will meow at me, and I'll be like, "Are you sure?" And he'll meow again, and I'll be like, "Okay." <laughs> I typically I can't understand why he's meowing at me, but if he is like near an object, I'm like, yeah, okay. But I think the stopping an enemy from attacking would 
work more often when you're thinking about an actual cat. Most likely, yeah. So that's Combat F. Legally, are we allowed to call it Baby Doll Eyes? Is Game Freak watching us? I mean, we're not really using this for monetary purposes, so they can't really get mad at us. True. It is a very long name, though. We could call it just, like, Halt or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Mm, Distraction, perhaps? Maybe just a distraction, yeah. The power of distraction. It is a very good power to have. Trust me, I use it all the time at my job. (laughs) Now, the next thing we need is a weakness. And I think this is back on page 42. We need to decide how we're going to use uh, weaknesses as well. Uh, Because there's three different ways. Most of them are entirely flavor-based. But uh, So, basically your weakness can be purely a role-playing element. Basically it's something that's uh, not going to come up enough to worry about except to have someone like improv off of if they're weak against small knives and then... You uh, you have a, a random bad guy pull out a small knife, and then you can go, oh no, small knives, you found my weakness. Is that an Amazing Spider-Man 2 reference? It may have been Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> reference. Um, okay, so we got the role-playing, we've got an environmental kind of, it looks like the second one. Effects made up as they arise. So, yeah, let's, that's like, you create, basically, whatever your uh, weakness's effect is, is something that you come up come up with on the spot if it becomes uh relevant um Mm. and the third method is just putting in a solid set effects so in this case what it recommends is apply a mechanical effect to the weakness that you and your game master agree on in advance and the knowledge of those effects are then telegraphed by me so that you can know how to mechanically interact with them in gameplay this is, like, the advanced option for advanced players. Gotcha, gotcha. I am not an advanced player of this game, and I have thought of a role-playing element that could that could be um, usable as a weakness. All right. Um, literally anything crinkly, like, anything toy-like <laughs> could easily just be a weakness to a cat. They, you know, you toss, like, a little, you know, like even a string, and they're like, oh my god, <laughs> there it is. The thing that I've been looking for my entire life, a string. <laughs> Just immediately run to that to get everything else going on around them. Mm-hmm. And I think cats do really have this weakness, because, you know, you you put, like, catnip or a toy in front of a cat, and, you know, even even if it's just momentary, they look at it and they're like, huh. That's interesting. I'm going to go bat it a few times, see what happens. And if nothing cool happens, usually they just run away. All right. All right. And that would be a role-playing element? Yeah, that's just that's just purely role-play. Because not, not every fight is, you know, going to have that. And not every environment that you play in is going to be like, oh, here comes a, a mouse or whatever. Right. But what if we had a giant mouse as an enemy? Ooh. See that would be good for us though, because then our cat would want to attack it. True. I don't okay. think that, I don't see that as a weakness. True. 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 Okay. Um. So for weakness, then we could. Uh, what would we call that? Um. Ooh, that's a. So our cat has the power of distraction, but it is also 
very susceptible to other distractions. Yeah, so we call that, what is that, aloof? No, not aloof. The opposite of aloof. There's a specific word that I'm thinking of, and I can't... Is it squirrel? Squirrel? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think, because it's not... It's a different word for easily distracted. Is it? You want me to just pull Short. up a... Sorry, what? You got a, thethor- a thesaurus handy? Uh, I've got a website with a thesaurus on it handy. Um, so something like short attention span, like, you know, low, low attention span, ADHD maybe. That was less helpful than I thought it would be. Yeah. Inattention, maybe? That's the... It's... A noun, a lack of attention or care. Hmm, maybe. Inattentive, maybe? Unattentive? Um, well, it's not a lack of attention, though, is it? It's just... It's just uh, easily distracted. Attention can easily be pulled elsewhere. I think maybe it's just got to be distractible. That works for me. For a lack of... Whenever you don't have a word to describe things, you just make them up. Yeah, that works for me. All right, distractible is our weakness. And uh, the only thing left to do then, I think, to fill out the uh, character sheet is to make artwork of the cat and then uh, give it a story. And since this is an audio-based medium, we're going to skip the uh, the artwork part for now. I'll throw a picture of my cat up here, and you guys can enjoy his tiny little face. Genius. That works perfectly because I am going to be putting all of these character sheets on a Dropbox for our listeners to steal and try and use legitimately in their games. I'm so excited to see if anybody actually uses (laughs) these. I would be ecstatic. It would be very funny if someone did. As of right now, there is at least one uh, character sheet in that that folder, and it is a, a rogue cat... In D and D Fifth Edition, amazing! I love that. I actually play a Tabaxi alchemist in one. He was originally a rogue until I broke I broke some rules uh, <laughs> with my buddy Tom, and we homebrewed an alchemist class until Tasha's came out. Isn't that the one that added artificer, or am I thinking of something else? I don't actually know anything about D and D anymore. I don't know if it added Artificer, but it added... I think it did, because there was Artificer, and then there was, like, four subclasses for Artificer that were added with it. A story for our cat. So we've got kind of a brainstorming thing here. If we go back to the beginning of the What Makes a Hero section on page 39. So this is... Wait, it starts on page 40. My bad. Gotcha. Anyway. Sometimes it helps to have a bit of framework to help a kid and a parent along on the character creation process. There are plenty of ways to do this, so here are a couple tips based off what I did to help accomplish this with my kids. This is the author's notes. I don't actually have children. Anyway, have players pick two to three colors that they want to incorporate into their hero. Oftentimes, this can help guide selection of powers. Now, we already have power selected, so do you want to skip this step, or do you have a color scheme in mind for your cat? You know, in my in my humble opinion, I believe that calicos are the coolest type of cat because of their uniqueness. Um, Is there a cat holding a knife to your throat right now, forcing you to say this? Uh, absolutely not. Just just no. I do really enjoy calicos because I had two calico cats as a kid growing up, and they were 
some of my favorite pets to have around. We did not have them for long as we our cat had given birth to them, so we had to, you know, we gave them some good homes, but I did I did love them a lot. All right then. So your current cat is not uh no. Oh, okay. My current so, cat is not a calico. He is a boy, which, uh, if you did not know, fun fact for the audience, uh, calico cats are almost exclusively female cats. It is very rare to see a male calico. However, it is possible. What do you it's know? like a legendary drop rate, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Okay, then. Uh, what is the calico color scheme, then? Uh, it's kind of like a yellow and black, um, almost kind of orangey. Uh, with a little bit of white. Oh, one of those guys. Okay. Yeah. Look at this guy. He's so cute. Okay. I'm, I'm about to drop this photo for you. Thank you very much. There you go. What a what a lad. A laddie. Because calico cats are... They can either be entirely like black and orange and have no white. Uh, most of the time, they typically have like white paws. I know it says... Oh, well, I guess it does say pick two to three colors. I thought it was one to two. Well, then, yeah. yeah Easy peasy. Yeah. So we got black, orange, and white, basically, as our color scheme. Mm-hmm. Okay, that works. Uh, have a have players come up with a name based off a theme of their power, ability, or costume. Does our cat have a costume? That I would, See, I was going to ask this, but I figured we'd get to it eventually. I don't, I don't know what our cat, if our cat would have a costume, because I'm thinking about it. Cats, you know, people dress up their dogs all the time, you know, but it's, you know, you don't see a lot of cats being dressed up. And honestly, I've seen some cat pajamas. That's, that's fair. I'm just, I'm thinking of it also as in terms of like, do we need it? Um, I don't know if we need it. A mask might be nice, but yeah, like a little, a little uh, thing to hide the cat's cat's face, maybe cover up some of its spottings. Um, you couldn't identify the cat's face if you saw it um, on the street. Yeah, or in a lineup somewhere. Right, right. Um, so a little cat mask, maybe? A little cat mask. Okay, so that's the uh, costume. Just just imagine, like, the uh, Joker personified mask or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, see, I could, I could see that. Okay, okay. Uh, and then we need to name the cat. Ooh, it's a good one. Um, player name don't need that hero's name um what's a we got a so we got a supportive cat that distracts people and encourages them but is also you know a little finicky well okay never mind we can't do finick because we're we're really <laughs> stepping on game freaks toes today <laughs> um now that's fennec uh as in like fennec fox i think is what you're thinking of yeah um oh i was thinking of finnegan or I think that's their name. I literally played. Why was like the second Pokemon game I ever played? And don't remember what my fucking starters was. <laughs> see, I started with Froakie in that game. See, I started with Finnick uh, or Finnekin, and later on, when I realized what Froakie's final evolution was, I was just kicking myself in the <laughs> butt. <laughs> like, damn it! Fair enough. Okay. Um, do something like. The Meowster. The Meowster. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like the, the Meister, but with a little bit of a cat twist. I don't know if that... We, we can keep workshopping for a second. Um, We could always just pull up the list of warrior cat names. 
Ooh, that is good. We can get some inspiration. Let's Do we see. have the whole bit, or uh, are we just like doing doing lists? Um, let's see. I'm I'm looking at ones right here. We got Jay Feather, Bramble Claw, Ivy Pool. A lot of these are basically just two nouns put together. Hawk Frost. What a name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either two nouns or a noun and like an adjective kind mm-hmm. of thing. What about Brackenfur? Brackenfur. Ooh, I like that. The photos that come up show an orange cat, so... Mm-hmm. Now, it, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is Warrior Cat a real thing? Because it kind of looks like maybe it's a real thing. What do you mean? Are you... Hold on. Are you asking me if the series Warrior Cats is based off of real life or is a real thing? Like, it look there, There's a real series called Warrior Cats, right? Like yes, a TV yeah. series or something. It, it, yeah, it's a book series. An oh. incredibly long book series. <laughs> okay. It says... Okay, right here it says from... January 2003 to present, so it might still, still be going. <laughs> okay, so uh, with that in mind, do we want to just, like, rip a name from an existing intellectual property? Because I think, I'm guessing that since there's actual photos of this uh, character Brackenfur, that it must be, like, a real cat in yeah. in Warrior Cats. There's also I have I have pulled up right here a Warrior Cats name generator. Oh my! Uh, first one I got absolute banger Ash Rain. Well, Ash Rain's not bad. Um, we got Ash Rain, Scooty Frost, or Scooty Frost. I like Scooty Frost better than um, Scooty Frost. So pretty good. Ash Rain, Scooty Frost, Rain Rainstorm. <laughs> that's just a thing. Sharp Whisper. Shadow Demon. That's that's too edgy for what we're going for. Probably, yeah. That's like the that's like uh war that's uh our cat's uh villain. Yeah. Dusky Shadow, Cloud Whisper, Spark Shadow, lots of shadows. Dead Fang. Dead hmm. 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 Currently stuck between Ash Rain and Dead Fang. Two very good ones. Did I just see Poison Fangs uh pop up on screen? Yes, Poison Fang, Bee Spirit, uh, Coal Frost, Pebble Star. I I like Pebble Star. I was about to say, Pebble Star is very good. I, do we, do we want to go with Pebble I think, Star? I think it should be Pebble Star. Okay, all right, let's, let's do Pebble Star. All right, we got Pebble Star. Do we have a secret identity? Is this cat's name just like Ham or something? Yes, absolutely. Ham is that, is that it? Yeah, why not? I listen. I've seen some cats with some whack names. I mean, my cat is named after an Overwatch character, which my little sister had picked out. Good, but good honestly, way to pass off responsibility. I mean, to be fair, I did really enjoy Overwatch at the time, so I thought it was a good name. I still think it's a good name. His name is Genji. So nice. Now, obviously, uh, only thing left. On the the top bit is location of origin and level, and I'm finding no guidance as far as I can tell in the hero creation section on location of origin. So I think we can just kind of make one up. Uh, location of origin: the tough streets of San Diego. This is a cat 
<laughs> Ham the cat is is from the tough streets of San Diego. He was out wandering around. Um, he got swept up underneath a, a street sweeper. And by the time he was in his new location, he didn't know where he was at. So he started roaming and he got picked up by a group of adventurers there to stop um, a bad guy. Um, only to become, Only to become a hero himself. I'm into it. All right. So then we have our story as well. <laughs> yes. So let's uh, type this in. Um, it's amazing how that works, isn't it? Right. I, I've actually, I don't think I've seen like a PDF you can type on. Oh, they make um, form fillable PDFs all the time. I guess I just haven't used one. Um, Fair enough. Now, the only thing is going to be, does it save? Because that sometimes just happens, is that it doesn't save them. Uh, if it doesn't, I can always just take a screenshot. That works. Perhaps we'll just have it. We will have to edit this in another piece of software later anyway, so that we can get the uh, the the drawing on there, which will probably just be a, a picture of a calico cat. Let's see, is there anything else that's useful from the brainstorm? I am just reading through this real quick while you are typing here. Well, it isn't absolutely necessary for gameplay. It is extremely helpful in cementing the bond that the child has with the character they're playing. Who is this hero? Where do they come from? How do they gain their powers? Why do they fight to defend others? I think that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, so here's what I have written. I said, Ham was born and raised in the tough streets of San Diego. He was whisked away by a street sweeper and dropped off outside a villain's headquarters. Um, he was found by a group of heroes that loved his look. They picked him up only to find out that Ham... Uh, is a hero of his own. I think the thing that makes Ham become Pebble Star is his newfound love for his owners, because this is a cat that was a street cat, had nothing, had a really bad day, and was found and shown love by a group of heroes. And he wants to do everything in his new powers to protect them and to keep them safe. That is why he is, you know, he is encouraging of them, and he is supporting of them. Not bad. And uh, I think we'll leave team name blank so that other players, can, like anyone who uh, who picks up this character off either our Dropbox or when we inevitably submit this to the Power Outage website, because you can just submit your own character sheets on there, uh, and they may be listed among the community resources. When someone uh, picks it up that way, you can uh, you can then you can then have them uh, say that. Awesome. Just let let your kids uh, out there play as Pebble Star the cat. Absolutely. And then so yeah, drawing YP. I've also tracker. noticed that you've gendered this as he, so we've got the legendary drop calico as well. That's true. Um, Maybe that's only... the source of his powers. That yes, I would like to say that is the source of his powers is that he is the legendary drop um that manifested into this this absolute mad lad of a hero. I'm into it. Anyway, I think that is power outage. That yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. All right. Look at that. First first one done. Honestly, I am vibing with ham so much <laughs> i love this character already i've i've known him for five minutes that that's how it goes that's how it goes with these guys you uh you get into the character creation then you get into the character Let's see. that's how it always goes with the exactly um, like D D characters and stuff because lord knows 
There have been so many. Let's go. Where did I just save that to? I have no idea. Anywho. So, thank you all for listening, and we will probably be back with more of these at some point. I say that. By the time you hear this, if we're not back with more of these, you won't hear it. And if we are back with more of these, you're probably going to hear the next one in a week. Because we're we're figuring things out, deciding on a format, all that. Uh, do we have any uh, mixtapes or other notes we need to drop this specific episode? Be aware, by the time they come out, they will probably not be relevant. True. Are we Are we doing, like, shameless self-plugs? Is, is that the space for this? Why not? Currently named Redhead Warlock on just about everything, plus some underscores here and there. But I'm sure we can fit that into the episode description thinking currently of changing my name what that will be you'll find out in the future <laughs> nice uh as for me i've got a whole bunch of links but you can go to uh what is it uh crap where, where is it oh yeah here it is jholland.start.page because uh, that is the link to all of my links. It will take you to my website, my Tumblr, my Kofi, my itch, my other itch, my Twitter, my YouTube, my TikTok, which is not in use. Don't follow me there. And my email. My TikTok is in use. You can watch my stupid videos anytime. Also, Redhead Warlock. <laughs> nice. So, that is it. Uh, I don't have a closing for this one. I had a great closing for the last podcast, but... Uh... We'll have to figure something out for this one. Uh, I got it. I got, oh, got it. it. I got it. Got it. <clears throat> we hope you all had a good time. And if you would like to come back, we'll catch you in the, in the next one. You can say that every time. Uh, exactly. I, I will not say that <laughs> if that's okay with you. That's that's fine. I'm I'm perfectly okay with puns. I know they're like the lowest form of humor, but God, they just fit so well. Well, there you have it, style. folks. There you have it, folks. You'll hear us next week or so. I don't know our schedule yet. Next time. Let's just say that. Next time. Thank you for listening to one of our first recordings of how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. These episodes were recorded before we had certain information nailed down, so some of it might be missing or inaccurate. Under normal circumstances, we try and discuss this information in episode, but for the record... Joel Holland, me, is on social media and publishing sites with the username Denala Lioge. I understand that you might not guess how to spell or pronounce that, so you can go to jholland.start.page, linked in the show notes, to access all of those links at once. Austin Irwin has recently changed his username on most social media sites from Redhead Warlock to Avalon Alchemist. He's active on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok under the new name. If you have a specific type of cat you'd like to see, you can email us at literalcatpod at gmail.com to recommend games, suggest character concepts and prompts, or to request collaborations, guest spots, or other business inquiries. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at literalcatpod to receive updates, ask questions, and of course, don't forget to leave a review on the listening service of your choice. If you want us to see it, though, I highly recommend leaving a review on Podchaser. Finally, you can grab all the character sheets at bit.ly slash literalcatpod. Following that link will take you to a Dropbox folder containing every character sheet from every episode. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.